You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Travel to Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. The team behind this podcast is me, David, and my wife, Tamara. I'm originally from the UK and Tam is from the nearest city to us, which is Banja Luka, Bosnia's second city situated in the north of the country. The aim of the podcast is to introduce you to this amazing country through interviews and stories that we hope you'll find interesting and exciting enough to want to come and visit. This country really is a hidden gem. So let's crack on. In today's episode, Tamara and I answer some of your many questions. You're listening to the Living in Bosnia and Herzegovina podcast. Hi and welcome along. Over the past, I don't know, few months, people have been leaving comments. You guys have been leaving comments, actually, on the Facebook group and also on the YouTube channel as well. Yes. So, um, Tam's been baking today and making what sort of crumpier? Crumpier, <laughs> I'm making... Uh... Uh, you know, a meal from scratch, so I don't have to go to so the shop. So we've got potatoes and cabbage and but but near cabbage, uh, potatoes and kale and uh-huh. some bacon and eggs, and I make it like a pie, potato pie. So it's not traditionally Bosnian; it's traditionally Tamra. Yes, it's traditionally jambalaya pie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, the weather's really good <clears throat> now, so hopefully we'll be travelling soon. <clears throat> and I've got a bit of a cough, but no. And David's leg feels much better. Yeah. Yesterday he went and his stitches have been removed. So Is that one of the questions? No. <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, he needs to wear a f- uh, plaster? No, plaster. Plaster for another two days. Pl- plaster for two days and then he's good to go. I've got my stitches out. so. We'll... And he doesn't need any physical therapy because he's walking and he has the whole range of movements. Which is good because we don't want to be around the hospitals anymore. No, I'm sick and tired of hospitals. Due to COVID and we've been since July last year. Okay, so this is a very quick video with seven. Why why does everybody have to do five top things, ten top things? We're going to do seven questions. Because seven is my liking number. Yeah, okay, and right. And my favourite so, number. So, first of all... Seven and, and number two. I'm not going to give people's names, but we'll get there. First of all... Are there many houses made of wood in Bosnia and Herzegovina? It seems that most houses are made of bricks. This is from Helga in Norway, so I'll give him his name. In Norway, 90% of the houses are made of wood. Houses are made of brick here, aren't they? Yes, they're mainly made of the brick or those large cement blocks, like grey things. Yeah, cement blocks. And they used to be made out of the wood, but not anymore. There are some old houses in some villages some old houses that were made of the wood, but they usually use now, now as a barns. And people don't make them usually made of wood. They, they maybe might make like a cottage. Like we, the one, Vikendice. Like Vikendice, like the one we have near our neighbor. Yeah. So they're, how they're, would you explain those in English? I, I don't know, they're more like um, weekend chalets. Yes, they, they made like chalets, but we don't make houses out of the wood. No, and people sink um, very deep foundations here because the ground does get particularly cold in winter doesn't it minus 25 mm. minus 30 so every house here has a big foundation and uh, how do you say the house that my brother used to have oh he had um you would call it a montage yes we culture, have, uh, which is some... a, a ready-made house you know like when you order you just put the the, the, the um, 
the foundation down and they come along and they build it in a day. Yes, and I, I Germans think call them Fertigkäuser. Fertigkäuser. Okay, I think these houses now are more popular than uh, traditional houses. No, no, I mean they're getting more popular. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, most probably because of that. They're the getting money. more popular and people are think getting. It's a quick and cheaper solution than to build a whole house with the bricks. And they're very doable, like they can last for 100 years yeah. or something. And I don't think many people have companies, especially in the rural areas, to build. They build on it with themselves, don't they? And with friends and with experts. Yes, everything here was built by my dad and his Yeah, that, everything you see on our videos, um, Tam's father, Predrag, made. Okay, next one. Is Herzegovina a separate geographical area within Bosnia and Herzegovina? I think it is. It is. There's Bosnia... And Herzegovina. Yes. And that's like when we go to Montenegro or when we go down to the southern part of the country, as we go through Gornia Bakuf and we go over that mountain, that's the start of Herzegovina, isn't it? So yes. Prozor is in northern Herzegovina and Trebinje mm. is in southern Herzegovina. No, I think Herzegovina starts from Jablanica. You think so? Yes. Not from Prozor. But it is a, de uh, a different Prozor area. Is not in and the area is most famous for its wine, yes. I would say. Yes, because they have a nice climate and they have lots of wineries there, Lo lots of orchards. How do you say? Vineyards. Vineyards, vineyards, yeah. <laughs> lots, of, lots of fruit down there. And the, the people are a bit, I hope if anybody from Herzegovina or who has family in Herzegovina doesn't mind us saying that, they're all bandits, right? No, they're not bandits. <laughs> Historically, historical. No. But they're capable. Capable, very capable. Very, very capable people. So it is a separate area um, of the country. And this is about Banja Luka, your home city. What are the various cultures that made up in the past Banja Luka and the various cultures today? And second part of the question, what about the people living there? What are their occupations? Is it industry? Is it tourism, etc.? So after the Second World War, or historically before the Second World War, I think there were lots of Muslim people in in. Banja yes. Luka, yeah, and we also had Jews, Jewish people. Yeah, Jewish community, which Jewish is Jewish community. Uh, we're going to be doing some some information about that, but the Jewish com community is really s amazingly small now mm. compared to what it was. But I think it was mainly Muslim. Yes, right? mainly Muslim. Yes. Um, after the, the Second World War, you were all communists. Yes. Even you. <laughs> Most of us. Mali pioneer. No, I was not. <laughs> um, but today, I think you would say that the major it's still a multicultural city. There are Serbs, there are Croats, there are Muslims, and there yes. are minorities. But uh, Romans and majority Jews. now are the Serbs. Yes, Ma majority of, of the Serbs today. So there has been a bit of a shift, but that's that's the way of life. And we are not too big on tourism. I don't think we are. Not at the moment. No. But there is a, there is. We've been watching a seminar um at the moment and the country is looking to get more tourism going it's a beautiful country yes we used to have a big, people should come big and factories back in the communism time yeah. that made tvs that made uh, still we have yelsingrad make steel factory you're an industry city really yes more <coughs> like an industry city not like a tourism city no. not at all but yeah and today i think it's more i don't know would you say economical region i would say yeah but it's not industry it's not heavy industry now it's more no. it banking Yes, IT, banking, administration, uh, food. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, this is one from close to home. How many dogs do you guys have? How many dogs do we guys have? Do we have? Yeah. You guys, we. How many dogs? We have lots of animals. We have three dogs and we have three cats. 
And we decided in the future we're gonna stick with one dog. Yeah, because and two cats. Yeah. So we have three dogs. We have the oldest dog is Linda. Linda, yes. And which Linda is from was, your uh, uh, from your niece. Yes, she was adopted from a shelter, and then she was living. She's my niece's dog, but uh, they will they used to live in the house, and now they moved out to the flat, so they couldn't keep Linda. So we took Linda. That's like a few years, years ago. Isn't it? Five, five years, years ago, back yeah. ago, I think something like that. And then we have a Pasovsko-Istarski Gonić which is uh, Cooper. Cooper is a hunter's dog and we got him by mistake, but we love him. He's been with us for The story was years. that we were in this actual room and it's we my mother's mistake. And we heard some because screeching. Because I would never ever have a hunting dog. It's so hard to train him and they kill chickens and they make lots of damage. But, but you still the he, we, we heard this screech. We thought a dog was being abused uh, and we walked up the hill and on the left we heard the noise and it wasn't he wasn't being abused. It was a whole pack of Gonich puppies who yes. were white, almost white in colour. And there was one who was of two colours. And that was the he person... He was the only one who was sticking out. And making the noise. siblings. And making and the noise. And the neighbour was raising them and giving them to other hunters. And when I saw him, I instantly fall in love. But I made a huge mistake because having a hunter's dog and you actually not being a hunter, it's hard thing to raise. Hard doctor raise. We had hard, hard time. A hard time with it. Yes, very but stubborn. We love killing him. chickens. Doesn't like sheep. Attacking everything. That it's like not not a dog or a cat. But he's a sweet dog. He's a sweet dog. Yes. Now he's changed a lot, and we, we train him. him. We will never have it a hunter dog again. Time. No. And then last year, um, never say no. <laughs> uh, a, a little, a tiny dog uh, came onto the property and just wanted to stay. Um, and your because dad... people have a uh, here, people have this thing. They never nurture their dogs, so they have small puppies and they just drop them here. And in uh, on, in the back of this uh, this building, uh, there is like a bus stop where the uh, kids go to school. Where, where the kids go to school, and this is where they usually drop puppies. That's where they usually drop them. And then this puppy came and walked into our garden and I thought she was really sweet and I wanted to keep her. So that's how we kept her. And we so gave we have this Phoebe. tiny dog, dog who's called Phoebe that you've most probably seen. Phoebe's not going to ever grow big. She's a, a real, real miniature dog. Yes, she is. And she's food for miniaturist puppies. <laughs> and she... Uh, I don't think she's too much work. No, she's not. She's very clever, but she's very. Man she can be. She's a little manipulator. And she's very she jealous. She gets her way. Yes, and she's jealous. It always has to be her, her, her. Even uh, one of the cats needs to pat her, needs to lick her, needs to clean her. Otherwise, she goes mad. So she likes. She likes being spoiled. So and she likes to be number one. So I suppose to be so honest. So we have Linda. Linda is a Labrador, she's been adopted from the shelter, then she moved to our house, from my niece to our house. Linda had really hard life, but now she's enjoying. She's almost 14. And then we have Cooper, and then we have Phoebe. And we have three cats as well. well we're not talking about the cats today. Cats have been adopted, two cats, mm. and one cat is my dad's heel. So I, I, think, I think we can best, best say, in a dysfunctional country, we're a dysfunctional family, with dysfunctional pets. Yes, we have three dogs to end the question. And how many dogs do uh, Trappist monks have? I was Ooh. very surprised. We're going to we're going to do something about the Trappist monastery. We went to visit huge, the huge Tra Trappist monastery, and in their garden they had like seven dogs. 
which is good. Okay, next question. All right, you're not going to like this one. Okay. How did you guys meet? How did we meet? How did we meet? We met at the party. I was drunk as a skunk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we met at the part, uh, at Do the party. Do it quickly. Don't we, met, we met at a party, but I we didn't. Uh, Tam came up to say hello, but it didn't I go. I was it listening didn't go. to David Shaw. I used to show. I used to be a radio presenter on a radio station <clears throat> here. Anyway, so we had this gig, if you like. Um, you came up to say hello, but I was busy at the time, so that was that. And then I felt rather guilty about being like, slightly arrogant. So I said, can we go for coffee? And the rest is history. Yes. So David was a presenter on the EU for uh, Oxygen, or S for then, radio, the the radio Oxygen station. FM ra radio station for young people. And he had his show on Sundays. And I used to listen to his show. Religiously. Religiously. And then I just decided to meet him. This guy has a nice voice. Do I still have a nice voice? And yes, you do. And the rest is historia. Okay. History. Um, we could we could make a whole video about this, and we might one day. But it is personal, and I I don't no. like no. No, something no, no. needs to stay personal. Yeah. So the next question is, uh, what are the rules to visit Bosnia and Herzegovina at the moment? It's the twenty fourth of February, twenty twenty one, when this is being recorded. So the rules, I I think these are the rules. I haven't left Bosnia and Herzegovina for over a year now. But the rule says if you are a foreigner, foreigner, foreigner and you want to visit Bosnia and Herzegovina, you need PCR test, not, not older than 48 hours. And uh, I don't know what countries need visa, but uh, most of the European countries do not need visa. You need a negative PCR test. You need a negative PTR, PCR test. If you, if you look online, you'll see the whole list of countries. But most people coming to this country, you get a 90-day visa Yes. anyway. Uh, 90 days in with within any 180 but at the moment you do need to have a negative PCR test issued within the last 48 hours to, to come enter in. the country yeah. and, and th there is no problem we don't have a lockdown here because we simply cannot afford it everything is working shorter hours but everything is uh, we have no lockdown so you can still do things here you need to wear a mask inside the uh, the buildings but outside if it's not too many people you don't have to wear a mask so it's it's, yes. it's, it, it's not as hard or but as But if you're planning to come to Bosnia and Herzegovina to get vaccine, you're not going to get one because we don't have them yet. No, we're getting them. We're getting um, them, yes. And finally, what is... I, we both have a, our own answer on this. What is your favourite place in Bosnia and Herzegovina to visit? My favourite place in Bosnia and Herzegovina? To visit. That's a hard question. Everything is nice. Uh, to the places where I've been to, I really like Mostar. I love Mostar. Apart from my hometown, yes, of course. I'm, I, I will exclude my hometown, Banja Luka. Jajce. I love Jajce. Yeah. And I also like Krupa. Krupa, the little uh, waterfalls. We go there really often because it's so near. And But definitely two places to visit for me are Mostar and Jajce. That's where I've been and visited. I, I think Sutiska would be something to see. but. We, I never been there, so. That's the Sutjetska. We, actually, we were going to go to Sutjetska National Park. Park. We um, will plan to go this year or maybe next year. We, we were going to go last year, but I broke my ankle. I think for me, I agree with you. I like Mostar. I love Mostar. Much. Like when I go to Mostar, sorry to interrupt, it feels like I'm in Jerusalem. There's something there that stone, those old buildings that gives me that kind of. I'm somewhere. Oriental feel. Oriental feel. Yes. I. I beautiful, beautiful. I agree with you about. Mostar, um, but just outside Mostar, there's uh, Blagai, 
which is very, very small, but amazingly interesting to see. And yeah, that's, that stimulates the emotions. And I also like the very small village uh, of Pochito, which is also near Mostar. So Mostar, I is, been there. Mostar is in Herzegovina, so I think Herzegovina is nice. Um, the whole country is beautiful, but there is something special about Herzegovina. I don't know what it is. There's, there is this... This stone, this nature is yeah. amazing, truly amazing. So, yeah. so different. Very nice. Um, yeah, for me it would be Mostar and Yait. I don't know. But we're going to be making a lot of content for 2021, um, which will be on the blog, on the Facebook group, and uh, on YouTube and Instagram as well, from the north of the country. We're going to really focus, razor, laser, focus uh, on the north of the country and hopefully encourage whoever's watching this, you, um, to want to come. And, and also Yahorina is nice, the mountain. Yeah, but That's I, th I think Yahorina's, the, the, the mountains outside Sarajevo, there are more, I think they are beautiful in the summer, but their piece de resistance is the fact that that's where the skiing was yes. in the Olympics. It's and they really got beautiful. beautiful there in the winter. Yes. And they also have a summer trail. Summer trail. Yeah. They have every year some competition. And that's really nice. And you can do lots of hiking there in the summer. You don't have to, because I'm not into skiing, so I prefer to go in the spring or summer to, cool. do, th to do things in the mountains. So that's our seven, that's the seven questions we got. I think we put an, an added one in there. Um, and a few answers. If you do like the video and you're watching this on YouTube, just give us a thumbs up. If you want to subscribe, that'd be great. But thumbs up do make uh, a lot of difference. If you are watching this anywhere else, please give us a comment. Uh, you'll also see a link to the blog. You can ask us more questions and Hit then we'll that. post another video later. And if you want to find out all the good stuff, then you need to be on our newsletter and the links are below wherever you see that. A few of your questions answered there. And please do keep them coming as we'll be making more Q&A podcasts in the future. We hope you like the podcast. And if so, it would be so cool if you could subscribe and leave a review. It really does mean a lot to us. Our contact info and related links are in the show notes. Until the next episode from here in our studio near Laktashi in northern Bosnia and Herzegovina, please do stay safe in these ever-challenging times. Mm -hmm.